we're back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I am your relationship expert and magnetic matchmaker, Spicy Mari. And on today's episode of The Spicy Life, I'm sharing with you how an alpha woman attracts an alpha man. And to join me in the G spot, that's guest spotlight, as you know, I have the amazing, the incredible honor of bringing on Shay Wa. Shay Wa is my phenomenal husband, but he is also co-founder of The Spicy Life, um, has a BA and a, a MBA in finance. So of course he does everything in the operations realm, financial for The Spicy Life, and he is my partner in crime. I haven't quite figured out who's good cop, bad cop. I think I'm good cop. He's bad cop in the relationship. Definitely, definitely. Um, <laughs> but our partnership has been a beautiful journey. And oftentimes when I'm coaching people on uh, relationship advice and giving them the tools for success based on SPICY, I often will use reference to my relationship, um, of course my studies and you know the academia that I've researched when it comes to my method and how that applies. But today I really wanna share with you personal insight. I'm letting you uh, into my love life and I brought my amazing husband who's willing to allow me to exploit him for today's episode. <laughs> um, so I could turn this whole episode into, um, you know, how a man decides to get married or what that looks like, what are some of these responsibilities, body, body. But I really wanted um, to do an episode for like my alpha queens out there who are very headstrong, used to being in uh, leadership positions and oftentimes uh, when you have a strong personality or even when you um, come from a household where you saw uh, the matriarchy in a very powerful position or at least maybe even single parent um, handling all of the business herself, you too take on some of that energy and start to operate in a very independent way. And um, oftentimes that looks like you sitting in sometimes even in like the workplace, your masculine energy where you become very successful and know how to operate because you know how to govern, you know how to teach, guide, you know how to instruct, you know how to direct. Um, you have high level of confidence, you know how to um, provide this like amazing logic, focus, you're assertive. Like these are some of the energies that come um, sitting in your natural masculine. And I wanna be very clear with you guys that masculine and feminine energy come in duo package. When you're born, you have both energies. But as a woman and as a man, you decide based on your life experiences, based on um, some uh, genetic predisposition, and also based on your relationship experiences, which energy you lean more into. So me in particular, while I am naturally extremely feminine, life experiences from heartache to being um, extremely successful and pushed into leadership roles, to my single parent home, also having, um, uh, I'm black and Mexican, so I come from uh, two very strong cultures that, you know, the women are very powerful, um, took on a lot of masculine energy, especially not having a consistent male in the household. My mother was married multiple times, so I'm just kind of like giving you guys some background on like what embodies Spicy Mari and like how I was built and how I left a lot of my feminine energy for masculine energy because it also became a wall and protecting and ability for me to um, use more concrete decision making when it came to even relationship and protecting myself, right? But what had happened in that was me losing my natural feminine. And while I was in this place of, you know, operating from natural masculine and not tearing down some of these like boundaries that I was putting up, I was also 
starting to experience things that were putting me in a wounded place because I was also attracting men in their wounds and masculine because now I had been hurt or I was attracting someone who maybe was emotionally unavailable or someone who wasn't ready for commitment. And so the experiences that I had in my relationships started creating this like self-fulfilling prophecy of, um, you know, men are going to treat you right. And you guys probably are relating to some of this. I'm sure you guys have experienced a lot of this too when you experience heartache or things not working out in what you envisioned for your future when it comes to relationships. So you start to put up this wall so that you can't get hurt again. And instead of you being in your natural feminine or natural masculine, based on which one you decide to lean into, we start getting and operating in our wounded. And so I started operating my wounded feminine and wounded masculine, all the while knowing based on experience, right? So the first thing is, is like knowing how you naturally are. And I'm gonna start applying like SPICY to this. Um, as you guys know, or if not, if you're just tuning in and you haven't been following like the spicy life, my method is based off of self, passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. So that acronym is SPICY. Those are the five ingredients you need for a healthy relationship. What I had to do sitting in a, a powerful position or being in my, you know, alpha feminine was really assess who I am, what I want, and what I have to offer. And so in my dating process, I'm going through a, a multiple variety of different types of men. Sorry, Papa, you gotta take, I gotta take you down um, memory lane for this. But I really did date like a variety. There was nobody who I excluded, not a color, not a height, not a weight, not a, like in the beginning of my dating phases, I decided that I was gonna just be open so that I could have these experiences and really understand more about who I am and how I show up in these experiences with others. So understanding that I personally was not as compatible based on focusing really on self and becoming more self-full and what self-full is full of self-love and knowing what I needed, I started operating from a place of realizing I need a alpha man. I want a very masculine man. The feminine man, or the man who leans more into his feminine, is gonna be more nurturing. He's gonna be more emotional. He's gonna be more sensitive. He's gonna be a lot more kind. Um, he's gonna go with the flow. And he's also gonna um, operate with radiance and unconditional love. And while those things are amazing, sitting in your natural feminine, uh, I understood that I wanted to sit in my natural feminine. I know that I am used to like taking the reins, but I wanted to take a seat back. <laughs> I wanted to be able to not just show up in my natural feminine, but I wanted a protector, I wanted a provider, and I wanted someone who professed their undying love for me. And I wanted to be the feminine force that pulled the feminine energy out of them. So knowing that I really wanted this like male alpha figure, I had to take a beat and start dating with intent after I got all my experiments out the way. Um, and went through certain phases we won't talk about now that I'm sure y'all know what phase I'm talking about. We all go through it. Uh, but going through those experiences taught me more about what I wanted, right? So then I had to understand if I'm going to sit in my feminine and attract masculine, what does that look like? So of course, like me understanding the science behind things and really doing a lot of studies, I had to not just dissect masculine and feminine energy, but also heal some of the wounded feminine and wounded masculine that was showing up for me. Um, defensiveness, competitiveness, um, uh, being over emotional in my wounded feminine, um, but in my wounded masculine, having a lot of like aggression, right? Um, I'm a hunter for a living. I do that for the spicy life because I'm also a magnetic matchmaker. 
Um, so having to know that I can create opportunity in um, speaking to men, but then falling back and allowing the opportunity to take its place and allowing the man to lead. So I say all this to say to get you guys through this spicy process and how it applies to masculine feminine energy. So the next phase of SPICY is passion. I had to understand what made me passionate, but also what makes the species that I'm trying to attract passionate. So really understanding like my hobbies, how I show up in shared activities, what things I actually have in common with men, what are her common interests. If that's something that you guys um, haven't thought a lot about, I want you to sit with that. So I'm going to toss it back to my husband who's been so kind to like, let me talk a talk a talk. Um, and I want you to speak to like in your first encounter with me, right? What was the first phase or what was the first um, experience you had that attracted you to me? knowing that I was this like feisty extra kind of woman um what was the initial attraction based off of well sounds like I had to be a brute like a, <laughs> me want Jane type dude knock you up no <laughs> you didn't even Caveman. you didn't even holler at me or ask me for my number in the beginning I mean, we met each other a number of times so depending on which time you're referring to I mean, I'm I, talking you know. about at the happy hour you did not ask for my number. I was not even in that, uh, the zone. Okay. I, I mean, anyway. <laughs> so we can get into the story I, I of mean, like I how we met. I got your number eventually when it was the right time. So that's the other thing. Let's just be honest. A guy, I mean, we, we talk about, we use this term thirsty all the time. I, I, I definitely wasn't thirsty. Um, and and I think she, I think you may have recognized that. I, I mean, I actually was on my way to a bachelor party that the day that mm -hmm. the day you're referring to. So I might have been thinking and and about all the the level of debauchery. But I, I didn't get into any debauchery. I actually did not. And to be honest, on my way down, I was thinking about her. So I'll just be honest there and tell you that. So, um, but at the same time, you know, we had a common. Um, I had met you so many times. We had so many common, you know, acquaintances mm -hmm. and some close friends, actually. Um, but something inside me knew that, you know, if it was meant to be, I, it was meant to be. We say this all the time. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Uh, at some point, you have to realize that, well, okay, if I really want her, I, I have a way of getting in touch. And I did. You were doing, you were working with one of my best friends mm -hmm. at the time. So I had no issues of getting getting her number and getting her information and but you did not so like let me give you guys the real what had actually happened was uh i was working with one of his close friends on another show that i was working on relationships i think it was like love on top at the time and i had requested a different guy show up at happy hour who i was crushing on that i knew my co-host was friends with he did not bring that guy to the happy hour he brought my husband <laughs> thank god still haven't gone out with that guy ever in history but he brought my husband and at the time I didn't know that that was my husband. I was expecting someone else. I was just coming out of a breakup. So my energy was somewhat like I'm ready to be back on the scene and date, but I still hadn't done enough of like that work that I was mentioning to you that I knew that I needed to do in order to prepare for my purpose mate. And it showed. Um, yeah, I was like in my masculine. You weren't were ready to. Uh, I was definitely like talking smack i was definitely like putting up some like walls and barriers and he felt that energy he felt that the barriers were there um which may be why you didn't ask for my number but like 
toward by the end of the meal i had already decided like he's not even who i wanted i'm cool i don't need to see this person ever again and mind you i wasn't invited there to as a connection it was happened to be in the neighborhood that we live in and i you know i was on my way out and he got lucky he said hey are you are you at home i was like well i'm on my way out he was like come by so I didn't know that he was trying to make a connection, um, but at the same time, um, in, in having conversations with her, I, you know, she seemed very nice, but she also seemed like she was... I like the word nice. I don't, I don't was, hear that she often. She was operating <laughs> in her wounded feminine. I was. So, uh, definitely hurt from a previous experience, but on my path to recovery, right? Doing the work necessary in order to heal. And so... We did not exchange information. He didn't holler at me and I was fine with that. Decided like we don't ever need to see each other again because I, I didn't feel an instant connection at first. So fast forward to a fight party where um, I, a mutual friend had invited both of us but we didn't know that each other was coming um, and hadn't thought like again about my husband at this fight party wound up hugging everyone when I first came in and he was one of the people who I hugged and me not remembering him he was like don't you remember me from the happy hour and I'm like oh okay I, I guess so even though I really didn't um did. I hug everyone <laughs> he still swears I remember him I hug everyone everyone gets to feel special when they first meet me um so <laughs> uh realizing like okay we did meet before and I was kind of off put by you um he showed up with a different energy as well he was a little bit softer he was a little bit more like friendly in that environment he was grinning um from ear to ear happy that he saw me but my energy had also shifted i had already made a decision a cognizant decision that no matter what i was going to force myself to have more passion in my life so even though i didn't want to go to that fight party um, and i wanted to stay home i had decided that based on spicy i was going to push myself to experience different things and different social environments or take myself out of my comfort zone and do my hair and makeup and force myself out of the house one thing that i hear a complaint from you guys often is that you don't want to leave your house <laughs> you want to get dressed you don't want to go socialize you don't want to connect i knew i had to do this and i had to practice what i preach so i had to ignite passion in my life and I took my butt to this fight party and I'm so happy that I did because there I did show up after having done like my self work um a month or two later after him and I had encountered each other like still continuing my pursuit of growth and was able to find common connections with him like I started not interrogating him but asking him a lot of questions about himself about spirituality at this fight party um it wound up turning in into an extended night where even afterwards um even though we did have a, a talk about the bible in the bar um it wound up turning into then hookah yeah we were kind of we were heathens that night but um then afterwards we went to crave and like had an additional conversation because i was more open and i had done some of that work to heal some of that wounded that the previous relationship had brought on but i was letting my guard down i like to think that because she wanted to spend more time with me. <laughs> she was captivated by my you know presence but you know i was definitely captivated <laughs> i was intrigued i like to use the word intrigued i hadn't made up my mind yet 
And this is one thing, no, this is one thing that I tell my clients as well, that you can have interest, you can have intrigue, but to actually decide that you like a person or even that you love a person, you have to give that time and nourish the relationship. You have to ask them questions. You have to not just, <laughs> you have to not just listen to the credibility component, like the words that they say, but you also need to have the reliability component and the actions that they take. So me understanding still some of my masculine energy, like, nope, I'm going to use strategy with this approach when it comes to building intimacy with this man, which is the next phase of SPICY. I had to decide how am I going to build intimacy with him? Because I know I want a particular type of person. I want the, the, of course, intelligent, successful alpha male. But what I really wanted was the superior man. I wanted the man who understood not just who he was, but also how to guide and lead my feminine energy and also some of my wounds as well. I wanted someone who was emotionally intelligent, but I had to show up that way in order to attract that. So that's where like that internal work came. Also figuring out what passions we could connect on. And then now is the next phase of like building intimacy. So I gave you opportunities. Um, and after having shared with you, like my interests, we were able to find common interests. Um, we were able to go through our passions of like working out together. Um, uh, we loved the movies. Yeah, that was like my favorite food. Um, food. Like we were finding different things like outdoor activities. I'm an adrenaline junkie. So him supporting that or encouraging that and being fearless and like doing some of those things that I love with me. Um, and even some of the, like the cheesy things that I love, like gondola rides, like, right? Because I do sit <laughs> in my feminine too. Um, him exploring those with me. And so him being open to that, we were able to build more intimacy because showing up for these shared activities in passion, um, I allowed myself to be vulnerable. And by being vulnerable and sharing personal details about my life, I got him to share personal details about his. So can you speak a little bit to how I made you feel safe in the relationship to not show up such a like, I am man, hear me roar, but talk about your feelings and emotions and how things made you feel. Well, you did that on the first, uh, let's call that the first night of the fight party. Um, what she failed to, to, to mention is that at the party, she ended up somehow convincing me to give her a back massage. <laughs> so we're over in the corner, um, over there giving the back massage. And I just remember doing that and then turning around. And it must have been like, a lot of time had elapsed because I turned around and everybody was just staring like, what are you guys doing? Um, but, you know, I was hesitant. I was like, what do you mean you want me to give you a massage? So, you know, there was some resistance. Um, but, you know, she she did the uh, tame the, the wild bull <laughs> exercise. And maybe that was an exercise she was doing. You know, she's, she's an expert. So, um, you know, recognizing that, I was like, all right, whatever. It's a win-win for me. I get to rub all over you <laughs> on, the, on the first date. I don't. I don't encourage you guys to do that. Maybe <laughs> she's an expert, so uh, leave that for the experts. You might get in trouble doing that. Uh, but you know, what I'm using that as to saying that that sort of opened up uh, the, the you know an avenue for me to say, you know what? Okay, let me just put my guard down and and share in this uh, moment. Um, so, you know, that told me, it set sort of the ground stage or the precedence for, well, okay, maybe I, I can be vulnerable with her. And, um, 
yeah, I think that's something that's been um, sort of demonstrative throughout our relationship. Like I've been able to do that um, throughout, and and especially, I, I think that that's helped us through times of conflict. So where you know, if you're not afraid to be vulnerable, it certainly goes a long way for conflict resolution. Um, again, we're talking about intimacy, and that's one of the tenets of intimacy is is vulnerability. So uh, I think setting that precedence from the beginning and allowing the other person to, to understand that, look, it's okay to be vulnerable um, and still be a man, um, and it's fine. Um, so um, just as a hint, you know, maybe you say, hey, give me a, 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 a massage and see where that takes you. <laughs> I love that he's giving spicy tips. Um, so one of the things that he experienced was me breaking this wall um, or this comfort level because um, it can be uncomfortable, right? When you have boundaries set up, some of you guys might not like physical affection. Me understanding though that a part of intimacy, there's several levels. There's emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, intellectual intimacy, and rec recreational intimacy. Physical intimacy is one of the things that are a part of like flirtation formulas that incorporate touch. Understanding the power of touch, especially on the male species, um, helps with making them feel comfortable to be able to reciprocate affection back. So incorporating the like massage me thing was somewhat selfish. I wanted to see if he gave good rubs, but I also wanted to see if he was willing to give in. I wanted to see if he would be willing to oblige me when asking for something, if he would step outside of his masculine and sit in his feminine and be willing to release something and willing to almost kind of somewhat embarrass himself and not look like a, a simp in public, but um, be willing to submit to me because I knew I was ready to sit in my feminine and submit to him. I want the reciprocation and seeing if someone would submit to me. And so that was a physical way to be able to gauge whether me asking him for something he would do or not. And he did it. Um, it in front of everyone, he's like, okay, I'm just gonna oblige because it's also like a win-win for him when it comes to touch. He also gets to rub on my body. So there was some uh, method to my madness in that approach. Um, there's several things that come with intimacy as well, such like I had mentioned earlier, like shared activities. Um, and also through conversation, we're able to discuss certain things. So one of the things when it comes to intimacy and how you guide um, the alpha male to opening up to you is you sharing first. So first you're gonna share with him about yourself, some of your um, accomplishments, some of your gifts, some of the life experiences that you've had that are positive. Um, I always love to go in for the like, what's the best gift you've ever received? Um, those kind of questions get you to share, but then also you're gonna share with them first and then inquire about them and get the alpha male to share back with you. So initially, they may not share right away. Just because you share doesn't mean that it's an opportunity for them to share. You actually have to pull that out of him. So I have a pattern and through years of practice, of course, what I do with not just him, but also my clients is I'll share first and put myself out there about even a pain point or um, a positive and then ask them have they experienced something similar what's their experience with it, that been like what do they think about that what do they feel about that and then that opens them up to sharing more about themselves and it may not even be a question that they've considered or an experience that they've had but you're going to ask them to share with you you're actually going to pull that from them and then once they share with you you're going to respond in a way that shows that you care, that supports what they said and makes them feel like that nurturing feminine side of you 
as opposed to oh, trying to top it and compete with them after they share and sit in your masculine and be like, oh, well, I experienced that too. And you know, um, I won that award. Like, no, we're actually gonna affirm when he shares with me the accomplishments that he's gotten at the office or the, the sports that he's played or how he's such an athlete because he ran track in high school. Really, you ran track 20 years ago. You're an incredible athlete. I have to do that often with him, okay? Um, so, <laughs> so it looks like an affirmation after they're, they've shared with you. But what that says in the male psyche is this is a safe place. She supports what I share and it creates a pattern of them feeling like they are allowed to then open up and share with us. So um, giving them the backstory on intimacy, um, now I want us to dive into what communication looks like. It's chaotic, man. <laughs> no, communication, which is like, of course, my uh, part of my expertise. Um, I One thing that I, I'm just going to give you kudos in advance, I didn't instill this in you. You came into the relationship already an amazing communicator. Um, I think you even helped with all my studies and all of my um, research and practice and um, even the service that I provide there's things that you still till this day teach me about communication and my delivery and how I should be improving upon my delivery to you. One thing that I witnessed growing up um, in my household was a lot of yelling and screaming, a lot of um, chaos when it came to communication, um, a lot of uh, being reprimanded or um, reacting emotionally and um some within my community would call that like your parents having um, an emotional hurricane effect which would then make me and i had to make a choice do i want to replicate that and that form of communication or do i want something different and i had to make a conscious decision after seeing that i could potentially <laughs> spiral out of control and re um, overreact to things that i wanted a different form of communication for my relationship and then also for my future offspring so um, understanding what I did about communication and how communication formulas work and how I needed to show up, I knew that when conflict arose or even in my approach with communication that there were certain arguments that I wasn't going to win or certain things that I needed to back down from that didn't serve my ultimate goal of connecting or um, fostering joy with my partner or healing in that moment. Uh, and I, that's something that I've actually like had to practice and practice over and over because my clapback game is strong and I have a tongue like a snake, like my mama. <laughs> you mean like so. admitting she's wrong. <laughs> that is the theme that every man wants to hear. Does she admit when she's wrong? Does she? That has been a work in progress. Like I feel like you sat with me on that and have been like, dang. I just need you in this moment to take accountability and there are certain times that I will have like but this is why this happened and this is and you're like nope it doesn't need to be a long extended conversation just take accountability and I think that that's something that mm -hmm. I definitely appreciate about you that you helped me strengthen because oftentimes we try to like over explain or we try to like make excuses um, and I should know better because excuses are the tools of the incompetent used to build monuments of nothingness. Those who specialize in them seldom amount to anything. I should know better, but <laughs> um, when it comes to the relationship, right? There's a certain self-perception that you have of yourself. 
we can talk a little about about ego and how our ego plays a role in how we who we think that we are and when our partner communicates to us that we're not picture perfect or we don't got it all going on the way that we think that we do that's not in alignment with the vision or the perception that you have of yourself your ego starts to talk trash to you and say like hmm is this person right or is this person wrong because i think you're the bomb.com and then you kind of have to check your ego and say like actually my partner knows what they're talking about these are things that i need to work on um because in this moment i could try to be right and talk him down or prove to him where what my opinion is and why he's wrong but the truth of the matter is is if i take accountability there's actually room for growth and i can improve upon these things and right. you're great at holding a mirror up on like what yeah, i need to improve upon it's important i mean accountability is a cousin of responsibility so it's it's it, when someone is able to do that especially a woman who takes accountability to a man that seems like, oh, well, she's, she's taking ownership, she's taking responsibility. Um, it almost as if it's like taking the, a load off for some men saying, okay, so she's capable of taking responsibility of this so that I don't have to. Um, and that's a huge sort of uh, relief for men, especially in a relationship. We, we often look at, you know, the, the level of responsibility we have as, as men, um, for lack of a better way of putting that, it's, it's something that we're, nurtured, we're, we're taught that as a man, you have to do this, you have to do this. And when a woman takes that type of accountability or responsibility, that, that it says to us that this person can trust it, this person is responsible, she's, she's mature, um, this is a person that can take care of my kids. Um, so that speaks a, a lot, and it, it and, and it comes all comes from just taking accountability. That speaks volumes um, to a, to a man, especially uh, if we're talking about alpha male, where we're taught to take responsibility of everything. Mm -hmm. um, that that and, and so again, another tip, another spicy tip: <laughs> take accountability. We've learned to become um, better partners throughout this journey. Um, but it's important that we acknowledge that and, and we, we learn, you know, if we're, if computers can learn from mistakes with artificial intelligence, um, as intelligent beings, we certainly should be able to do that and not make those mistakes repetitively. And the key factor that he's saying right here is like learning from mistakes, right? So I do think that our previous relationships um, are somewhat like internships or previous you know positions that you had that do prepare you for the job to a certain level um you're not gonna know completely what it's like to be married until you get into the marriage but whether you're in a relationship right now boyfriend or girlfriend or even a situationship you want to practice the skill set of healthy communication so that you can be prepared for your purpose mate and that's not your first time practicing attempting to improve upon the things that you know that you needed to five years ago like we shouldn't be hopping from relationship to relationship so that we don't have to work on ourselves. Uh, if anything we should be going from relationship with what did i learn from that past one what do i want to see differently and that's one thing that i made a conscious decision was i'm not going to speak to the men like i did in the past because i realized from the way that i would emasculate them or the way that i would go for the jugulars that i didn't like the way that it made me feel when they would reciprocate or i didn't like the way that it would make them feel and i didn't like how i became ugly in those moments right because we all have a, a, a history in the past but how do you learn from those 
And so knowing what I wanted, you know, my partnership to look like, I had to take, I had to practice that and work on that and then communicate, this is what I would like it to look like and then actually make behavioral changes in the relationship that I could get him on board with that he would be like, okay, I understand your perspective. I can tweak this or I can improve upon this. And he does that with me all the time. He's like, can you be more mindful of X, Y, and Z? Can we work as a team to do X, Y, and Z? So while we, it is a continuous like learning process, you also have to hold each other accountable. Like sometimes I'm gonna lose it and I'm not always gonna hold myself accountable like I should, but that's what I have you for, to hold me accountable and vice versa. But it's a process. It's a process. But I say all this to say that when it comes to your masculine feminine, how do you want to show up in your feminine energy when it comes to speaking to a very alpha masculine man? Because he is going to lean more into being more direct. He isn't going to always sugarcoat things for you. He is going to be more stern. He is going to be um, somewhat more competitive when it comes to his energy. And he is going to feel a lot confident in everything that he's delivering, even if he's not right. So how do you as a woman sitting in your feminine guide that energy and say, hey, what motivates my partner to make different decisions? What way can I deliver this information based on what I've learned about this person who I'm dealing with to guide him to a different perspective or at least understand the um, opinion that I'm sharing with him? Like what's gonna, what is it going to take in my message delivery that he's responsive to? I've tried the hard way. I've tried the mean way. I've tried the way. Let me try the loving way. Okay, let me see if I can affirm him. You have to learn what works for your partner and then adjust to that whether it feels good or not. You want the health when it comes at the end of the day to the relationship. You want a healthy relationship. She's making a good point around appealing to what someone, uh, what what motivates an individual. You know, and oftentimes we, in business, we talk about uh, business chemistry. Um, what does that mean? What is a driver? What is a you know pioneer? What is a guardian? Um, and so on and so forth. Um, it's important to understand who you're dealing with so that you can then appeal to them. And that's part of understanding or learning who it is that you're in a relationship with. And if you haven't taken the time to do that, um, then you're wasting your time, quite honestly, because that's that's the most important part around trying to form that, that, that beautiful bond is getting to know who this individual is. And at the same time, we talk about vulnerability, that person has to allow themselves to be, you know, truthfully, um, to, to you know, be vulnerable enough so that you can understand who they are, and they need to be forthcoming with certain information. I can't tell you how many times we agree on it. I hate when people hold certain things back <laughs> and not say like, "Why didn't you say that before?" Whenever we're like watching that. movies and the characters like, are like not what? telling their partner the thing, we're like, "Why don't they just tell them?" <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that could have all been avoided if you didn't hold that bit piece of information. You think that was important, so. Um, it's important that we share um, <laughs> the right pieces of information with each other because it, it enables that person. And if that person's consciously doing what they're supposed to be doing, it benefits you. If you if you if you withhold that information, it doesn't benefit you at all. I love this point that you just brought up because you're also making me think of the importance of timing when it comes to communication and how you deliver your message. There's been times where I know that we have a non we can't no passive aggressive in this relationship we have to share our feelings and share so that we're not holding on to it and like imploding on each other later but timing is important 
and it's also important to take a beat, but knowing when it's appropriate to deliver information to your partner about things you want them to work on. And you don't want to do it when <laughs> the energy um, isn't appropriate, right? Like there's been times where um, I think I've, I feel like I've thrown you off and I didn't necessarily, like, I didn't necessarily schedule a conversation with you in regards to addressing certain things that had hurt my feelings or that bothered me. And I threw it on you later when, you know, you needed to be in a certain mind state or, um, it just sounded like she had to schedule time with you. <laughs> well, what I mean is like a spicy tip that I give my clients is like, um, let your partner know like, Hey, are you free around six o'clock for us to talk about X, Y, and Z? And like, I didn't do that. I remember going to the shower one time and like, you hurt my feelings earlier and da 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 da. And that wasn't a moment that you could, you were like going out with your friends and like that wasn't a moment that I should have um, lambasted you or like um, gone in on what you did because one, we didn't have time to share in that experience. You weren't able to really sit in your empathy of like what I was experiencing and it wasn't um appropriate because i also like i took my beat and i took my space but knowing that you were going to be fully present for me in that moment that you um and it just it wasn't the right time and so you sure you weren't being like i'm gonna ruin your day like are you ruined mine <laughs> you have ruined my mornings before like when i have on-camera appearances she gets into this beast wants like, to i can't even me. say her name she's like oh don't harass me so like time important he does the same okay so that wasn't that was a different experience i didn't intentionally mean to do the one that i'm giving an example of but if you, what you're speaking to is when i have media appearances and you want to you was... nag me before my media appearances and i'm like i just need my space i need my candles lit like i need my time to myself my makeup done before like my media appearance and you start getting nitpicky on me and like that's what i don't want that's not when you should be doing it so timing I say all this to say like timing is important in when you're delivering information. Know your partner, know when they need space, know when they can handle something. Um, and if you guys can be on the same page about wanting to have that discussion. So like sharing with them and letting them know, babe, I wanna have this discussion with you. What's an appropriate time to talk about it? Gives them a choice and an option and then lets you know what's what, what you know when they'll be open to receiving that information that you have to share. So that's just a spicy tip when it comes to timing. We've had to work hard on that. Um, <laughs> uh, still, that what timing thing is a work in progress, but I'm just giving you like helpful tips on um, along the way. And of course, like there's things that I learned along the way too. You'll be learning from your partner um, or wh whomever it is that you're dating while you're going through these experiences. The last thing to wrap it up that I need to talk about is learning to say yes. Um, when you are a alpha queen and you're used to giving orders and you're bossy as hell, um, like myself, I'm hella bossy and you're also dealing with a boss, right? You, or at least you're trying to maybe even attract a boss. One thing that you want to be mindful of is sitting in your feminine energy and not always having to be the person directing and giving orders. I think one thing that, um, I also showed up with in our relationship was, um, and I remind my clients to do this all the time and you guys as listeners, is give man, um, give the male a choice so that he feels like he made the decision. So what you would do, um, and I appreciate that you did this with me as well, when one, on one of our initial dates, you had given me like movie options. <laughs> I really loved that. And then like, I made you explain to me like why you chose the movie choices that you chose. Um, it, was, it was sort of a test also. <laughs> I needed to see what I was working with as far as, 
And we love movies, so that's a, a common interest that we have. Um, and that that was the that was you know you never know you can't just pick a movie and just say okay I hope I hope she likes it. Um, so I, I I gave her a list of movies that you know it wouldn't matter so much if we watch whichever one we watched, but the one she picked or we agreed on speaks volumes as to whether or not we would share that interest. So I, I sort of had a this is the one I really want. I wouldn't mind watching this and you know I wouldn't miss watching this like that sort of thing obviously I wasn't gonna pick a certain movie that I didn't want to watch per se or would waste be a waste of my time but it was just sort of a spectrum to see where she sat and we actually agreed on the same movie I actually don't remember what the movie I know <laughs> but what I like the reason why I bring the movie thing up though is because um when you had asked what we wanted to do, right? Some women that would be bothered, they would be like, well, why can't you just make the plan? You asked like what we, what I wanted to do. And I said, like, I want to go to the movies. That's my telltale of whether we're compatible or not. Even though for some it's silent and it doesn't give you time to talk. I wasn't trying to, I was trying to see a movie. So knowing that we would get something to eat afterwards, we would talk. But like him not necessarily having to come up with the movie plan, me letting him know I want the movie, but then him giving me options as far as like what movies to see based on his test if we're compatible or not um what it did is it gave um uh, autonomy it made me feel like i had a choice in the matter but then it also made him feel like he had a choice in the matter in the movie options that he gave right he didn't put out anything that he wasn't willing to see <laughs> and like that's a tactic or a technique right there that works oftentimes with your partner is like you giving them options or choices when it comes to letting them feel like they're leading the situation so I really appreciated that dynamic that he created and he set it up for success dealing with an alpha woman. And he set himself up for success in being able to show that like he could do some planning if I just guide him in my alphaness. But like then sitting back in my feminine and these are the choices that he gave, right? And appreciating those choices and then showing appreciation afterwards for that and guiding him saying, hey, I love when you took this initiative. I really appreciate that you gave me these options. And I even love that you communicated the benefits of seeing each film. And so you have to affirm your partner after they've done something like that. You have to say like, yes, thank you. I love that you did this. And it's another technique that I call, you know, petting the dog. If you like something that your partner does, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you, you want to- I like that one. <laughs> Most men don't, but like, and that's not, not that the man is a dog, but what it is, is you're affirming them. You're getting them to perform that trick again. So you have to tell them when they're doing a great job at something so that they know, oh, okay, she likes when I do X, Y, and Z. She likes when I take initiative. She likes when I present options. Let me do this thing again. Fellas, it works both ways. It works both ways. As as women, I love that you like made me feel like I get choices in things as well. And like... Petting the cat. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Petting the cat. Um, yes, I do like that. Um, so uh, it's like a double entendre. You could use that too. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but like the point is that you, it, yes, it works both ways. But like when it comes to learning to say yes, oftentimes when you're used to like being bossy and giving orders and you also are head, very headstrong and <laughs> direct in giving orders because um, you two are a boss you have to you can't you both always can't be in that exact moment bosses like at so a certain point you have to sit back in your leadership position and say okay i'm gonna allow this person to be president in this moment and i'll play vp and that goes 
hand in hand for man and woman. The man doesn't always need to be president or woman doesn't always need to be president or VP, but like you need to take turns in when it comes to decision making, knowing what your partner's strengths are and allowing them to lead you and allowing them to feel like they're leading you. And what that looks like is giving them the options, letting them make choices, sometimes even leading you blindly and having faith in them, even when you're a little nervous, but like at least giving them that chance. And my alpha women who have um, a lot of control or decide like they need to control situations to make sure that the outcome is the best, I do believe in creating opportunities of what you want to happen. But when it comes to sitting in your feminine, you have to allow them to show up for you first before you decide that they can't do something. And even when they show up and they, it may not be exactly specifically how you wanted, the way that you correct for that is one, showing appreciation for what they did do. And then next time, maybe adding a little bit more input on what you would like. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely makes sense. <laughs> But ultimately, you know, in, in some instances, and I think, you know, um, just to, as a nod to the alpha men, um, at some point, it's not necessarily about, um, like you said, it's not a competition, um, but we do have a responsibility because ultimately, uh, whatever decisions are made, we, we have to be comfortable with those decisions. So it's not as if I'm saying that we have the sort of the ultimate veto power, but we do sit in that energy where we do, and we have to, to control that sort of responsibility and power that we do have and be aware of it um, and not abuse it. I think that's very important that we don't abuse that power because that can you know, create uh, you know, conflict uh, but we have to be acknowledged that, yes, we ultimately have the, the, the last call, but we have to be responsible enough um, to relinquish some of that power. And that's the, the most important thing we can do as alpha men. I love that. Thank you, Bobby. Um, Yes is also about your belief system as well. And so believing that you have the ability, but also that you're capable of attracting your purpose mate, um, and that you are able to show up for them the way that you want them to show up for you is also a part of like learning to say yes. Yes to the universe, yes to um, your spiritual practice, to your God, um, and yes to yourself. Giving yourself permission to love the person unconditionally and trusting that although they can hurt you, they won't. And a lot of people have a hard time with yes because they won't give up the reins. They won't trust someone with that power. And it's a muscle. Um, yes, you may be rejected when it comes to um, relationships prior or you have a past history of being hurt, but you have to work through that pain and that rejection muscle to strengthen it so that you can make room for the person who isn't going to intentionally hurt you, the person who is going to have your best interest in mind. And if you operate from a place or a belief system that that person is never going to come and you don't think that that person exists, then it's going to be a lot harder to manifest them if you think that uh it's a <laughs> it's a unicorn versus operating from a place of knowing that they exist being confident and showing up in every relationship bringing your best foot forward and when that person may or may not show up for you being able to get off the pot quicker move on to the next person who does serve you is a great way to build that muscle up so um I applaud you. Um, and my last question for you, I do have another question for you. Okay, so we mentioned earlier um, that you are the superior man, which I absolutely love. Uh, you said that. 
I've diagnosed him as that. Um, I've proclaimed. Um, when it comes to one thing that comes with the superior man and the superior woman, the superior woman is capable of guiding her emotions and reeling them in. I think that the superior man is amazing also with guiding the female emotions. How do you, how do you reel my emotions in when you see me getting frustrated or you see me, um, cause I am way more emotional than you. When you see me overreacting yeah. or getting frustrated and like losing it sometimes, what do you think that you're, so, what, do, what do you do? So I'll, I'll caveat that. I wouldn't necessarily say you're way more emotional. You succumb to your emotions more often. Okay. So um, I think it's it's having that understanding, playing off strength. Let's 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 dial it back to strengths. Um, I'd like to think that one of my strengths is putting things in perspective. So I always allude back to the, the term business chemistry because it's something that. You know, from my professional career, we talk about all the time and me managing a team of, of, of staff and employees, part of what I do has to play on that. But me being a driver, you know, getting things done, having that sort of mindset, I can't necessarily just steamroll over things. I have to sort of take time and have patience to understand, to make sure everybody's on board and nobody falls off the train. And so just in that mindset, I'm always looking to say, okay, are you okay? What do we need to do? I'm a problem solver. What do we need to do to, 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 to solve your issue? And let's, let's do that so that this train can keep moving because I need it to keep moving. Because I, I know I realize that it's not, it's not going to go anywhere unless this person is on board. So that sort of mindset always has me you know, catering to, okay, mm -hmm. what's wrong? You're having a meltdown. <laughs> snap out of it yo i'm a yachty strength no weakness all them things are, yo what's wrong let's get over this because you right now we're not moving we're just here mm -hmm. and we're not getting anywhere so me my first instinct is to be like all right let's 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 solve this mm -hmm. now look you're not gonna solve every problem and sometimes they don't want you to solve it. sometimes they just want you to listen and not try to fix everything. You know, the, the old sort of stereotype of the man always trying to fix something and trying to fix it from our point of view. That, you know, we, we know where that ends up. So the first thing you got to do is just listen. You know, the, they're, you know, tap into that emotional intelligence. Listen to what she's, you know, her complaint is that sometimes she just wants to just cuddle and hug it out and just, you know, until she gets over it you know, <laughs> sooner than later, hopefully. And then we keep moving, but you know, she she succumbs to that, and especially in stressful situations. She she has learned over the years, though, to deal with to deal with things and more and more things. And um, as she's matured into her bosshood <laughs> um, throughout time, you know, I know there are a couple of times when you were back in grad school and you you had oh, some gosh. emotional breakdown. Yes, I was like, I was like why, why, Lord, has thou forsaken me? <laughs> You know, I went to grad school, you know, 10 years back and I was like, look, man, get over this. Like, what, what are you doing? This is normal. Like, come on, man. Like, you kind of have to, sometimes you got to give her a good kick in the ass, a you know, metaphorical kick in the ass. I think it's a good balance. I think you, the, the balance of sometimes um, knowing, okay, let me push you and help you with strength and weakness. And then other times just being like a shoulder of, for emotional support. Right. Um, but for a lot of women though, and because I'm speaking to my alpha women, um, allowing ourselves to be weak in front of you, 
is sometimes a hard thing. And I think that that's something that I had to decide like, okay, I'm going to make a choice to trust this person knowing that in this moment, I'm gonna show weakness and see how he shows up for me when I do show weakness. And if he's incapable of handling my emotions, then that would let me know, pull it back. So you do have to somewhat test or measure your partner's capabilities when you're first dating them to see how they handle you in duress or how they handle conflict so that you can learn more about what you can present. And I think that that's what we, what we don't do. We're only measuring the success of our relationship by the good times and not necessarily by like that conflict resolution or the hard times and letting them show up for you through that. We wanna paint this you know perfect picture, but then we don't really get to see how they really handle, you know, your crazy family or how they handle um, you under stress. Like you want to be able to see that person and how they, you know, how that how that plays out when you're dealing with them and especially in the dating before you decide to see it in the marriage. <laughs> Absolutely. And so one of the things, and we, we have this debate all the time about what does it mean to be empathetic versus sympathetic. And ultimately, I think we can all agree on that in these times of emotional you know, stress, nobody wants sympathy. Most people don't really want sympathy. Well, some people might, but um, superior people don't. I'm just going to throw that <laughs> out there. We don't want your sympathy, right? That's true. But empathy is important. Um, and we may not have had the same experience, but you can, you can, you can try to reach back to something, you know, understanding how they're feeling reach back to a situation where you may have felt the same way and you can certainly empathize with the way they are feeling you may not have had a similar experience but you can empathize with how they're feeling and again you don't determine how someone feels because you don't feel you should feel that way um, for that circumstance but it's the way they're feeling and we can all empathize unless we're just completely devoid of emotions with how someone feels in the moment and and we can have empathy and i think it's important to understand the difference and how that everybody if you're every stable human being can have empathy i think this is an important thing to have and and having that think about well and again you may have dealt with it differently but it allows you to take a step back and be like you know what okay i understand how you feel tell me more how can we resolve this and that's important. And I think not enough people really do that. Uh, and just doing that moves, it, it takes a long way. It, you know, it can move mountains. We can move mountains. You know what we can do if people have more <laughs> empathy? I, and, you know, for me, it, it was part of my growth, not only, you know, personally, but professionally. And I think it's helped me in business. It's helped us uh, in our relationship and business. Mm -hmm. And I think, <laughs> I think that's the theme. If anything that we could take from the last four <laughs> years of, of uh, yeah, I think emotional intelligence and, and more importantly having more empathy certainly can go a long way. And I think for like my alpha females that are listening too, that's something that we can sometimes forget too to have for our partner, right? Like when the camera's on us, the mic is on us, like we want to be able to like let loose and let our hair down and sit in our feminine and go ahead and be emotional. 
and him be supportive but we also have to have the grace and give our partner permission to do that as well it may not look like he's like weeping like us um but he should be allowed to express his emotions without us attacking him or putting him on the defense because oftentimes what happens is we want our person our person to be emotionally attached or close with us but only certain emotions we don't give room or provide space for them to be hurt for them to be um frustrated for them to show any any type of weakness and when they do we tend to run i, I, think, I or, think we should all we should caveat that that what? showing emotions should not it's be not weakness. a sign of weakness it's not it's definitely but but you have permission to say hey in this moment i am weak i don't know what to do i don't know where to turn or i don't know what options i have or like you should have permission to um express that you are concerned or even afraid us as other women oftentimes don't give our partners permission to do that therefore making them put this you know masquerade on or this wall up always having to be strong for us because we have this expectation like well you're an alpha man that's not what i signed up for and <laughs> all the while like not giving them permission to also sit in their feelings and go through like real life experiences with us so i just want to encourage my alpha women to like give them space for that as well especially if you want that for yourself you have to reciprocate and i think what my husband was speaking to earlier was you know the mirror effect like him doing that for me therefore me doing that for him therefore him giving it back to me and me give, like it's a reciprocal it's an interactive experience that goes continuously on and on so that that person knows that like you are their rock but you're also their pillow and so you have to learn how to do both and learn how to pivot a hard both. pillow though <laughs> Okay, I want to put a disclaimer out there before I wrap up on this conversation. Um, I absolutely love my beta women and my beta men. I want to let you guys know that right now. Um, the women who sit, you know, tremendously um, in their feminine or um, even in their masculine, but like also the men who sit very much in their feminine and masculine. I love alpha and beta equal. However, I knew what was necessary for me and what I wanted based on my dating experience. And so you guys have to know that as well. You have to be very clear on what serves you. And also, are you willing to make the changes and adjustments in order to be with that type of partner? So I want you to you know, be, be very clear on that. Think about that. And um, the next podcast would be on, on beta. <laughs> I love that you're just, you're just going to be producing my next I'm episode. Gonna, okay. Operations, say. Okay. <laughs> Who's going to do that though? Who would you get? No, don't say any names. Okay, I'm not going to put it out there yet, yeah, but we'll have that we'll have that conversation about what that with, relationship with, with looks men, like. With, are there men that would admit to being a beta man? It unfortunately That's it doesn't have the um best stigma behind it, like the stereotype yeah. that comes with being a beta man. I'm going to dispel that and um give you later on like benefits to that. But for this episode in particular, I wanted to focus purely on like what my target demo is, what my target listenership is, like the type of women and men that turn to me the most are these like very alpha women um, and very alpha men who want to understand like how more to nurture intimacy in a relationship and how to soften and where to lean into their masculine, where to lean into their feminine. So I wanted to address that with you. I'll probably make <laughs> all my clients watch this. I'm gonna make it a part of the curriculum too. But um, thank you, Bobby, for coming on today's episode. I'm wrapping it up. Let everybody know where they can find you. <laughs> you can find me. You can find me. No. no. Um, <laughs> social media, Smart Jamaican, of course. Yes. Smart Jamaican. That is my handle on across the board. Yes. 
And you guys can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMadi. Go to thespicylife.com, schedule a free consultation so you can learn more about the program. Um, click and subscribe to this episode. Make sure that you pass it along to a friend. And there you guys have it. You have just been spiced. The Spicy Life.